go. There we are. We have given ourselves a, a big old um, heap of subjects to quite a wide ranging, uh, wide ranging today. Purview. Yes, half an hour. Off you go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my question was: um, if you are a non-believer mm. in religion of any type, and you have to vote in a democratic election in which there are no candidates who are non-believers and you believe that faith is based on BS, then how can you vote for somebody whose philosophy is wrapped up in that faith? So here's... Can you participate in democracy? That's it. So I think, yes, you can. I think there are people that will vote for those because they are evangelical for example in the in the u.s and i think it, it's a bigger problem in the u.s than it is in the uk um although some like jacob reese mogg we know will vote based on his um catholic beliefs so his um his cherry-picked catholic beliefs because being um nice to your fellow man isn't one of the traits that he decides to 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 go with um as a as an atheist myself, I don't feel the need to vote for somebody. Their religious belief and their faith, I, I believe faith and religious belief is something that's personal and should be kept personal. So you could have five candidates who are all Christian or um, uh, Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist or whatever. As long as they don't fall back on that to dictate policy fully mm -hmm. so when it comes to women's choice women's rights i think if you're guided by a a religion from thousands of years ago and not guided by the science when coming to your view then i think that's where i start to have problems now does that mean i don't feel represented no because i think often and, and certainly when i vote very rarely does somebody's religion come into it. There are points where I do. I was listening to so yesterday um, was the first kind of public meeting with uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Yes, I saw that. And you know, I I obviously uh, given the options, I want them to 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 win and and to get the uh, get the president to win the presidential race. But even at one point, there are points when I heard um, Kamala Harris say, God bless America. And, and you know, she may mean that in with complete sincerity, but it did make me go, oh, oh, ah, don't like that. Um, and Joe Biden said, I think something like God willing. He said, you know, when I become president, God willing. So, no, it's not God willing. It's you. It's, it's, it's you going out and convincing people to vote for you. It's not God willing. It's not whether God wants to. Otherwise, don't campaign. Don't ask people for money. Don't ask for donations. If you think it's the will of God that you become um, president. So I, I guess the short answer to the question is I don't feel underrepresented. I think it's just something, no matter what country you're in, it just your religious belief and your faith should be completely irrelevant. And as I say, I think largely in the UK, largely it is kept out of the front line of politics. But I guess it, yeah, we all have our own morals, wherever they come from, and our own ethics that, that guide our decisions. And um, yeah, I guess it'd be unrealistic for that, to ask somebody not to put their their uh, strongly held beliefs and faith behind those decisions. Mm. So my question is, um, if their belief system is, mm -hmm. like you said, shouldn't be guiding their political decisions, but how can you separate the person, like you talk about morality and them coming from a religion base and I agree it would be difficult for an atheist to run because there's no universal recognised atheistic morality code of conduct, which everyone can refer to nice conveniently. Um, so that almost excludes an atheist from even participating in the running of the thing. But also, I think you can't separate the individual from their religious beliefs because I would be very surprised if there isn't some religious 
doctrine that states that women shouldn't have freedom of cho choice, but then Democrats are religious. So I don't know anything about the Bible, so I can't argue the details. I don't know how you can separate fundamental core beliefs from a candidate. So to, so to answer those two points, to, to answer the morality question, because this is something that comes up quite often whenever I speak to anybody religious, I'm not saying you're religious, but one, one of the big questions is, well, you know, where do atheists get their morals from? And I think we get them from the same place as most people. Most people don't get their morals from a book. You know, if people say, you know, the Ten Commandments, okay, but the first four are about how to praise God. So if, if out of 10, 40 percent about how you praise somebody, then I'm not sure that's a moral standard I want to live by. If if people are certainly evangelicals go by the word of the Bible, then slavery is OK. Well, I'm sorry, then then that's yeah. I, I think the idea that we have to have this moral system to go by. Personally, I, I think what if if. For, if people want to learn more, I think go and looking more at humanism and what humanism means and the humanist movement. Um, but the basic, the way I try to live my life is I do what's least harmful for others. You you can have a, a you know, I think we'd agree that stealing is bad on the whole. Mm -hmm. Stealing is bad. Mm -hmm. But now if I say to you, you haven't eaten in three days, you have no money, mm -hmm. and there's no security, and there's a fridge in a shop, and there's a sandwich there that you could take that goes out of date today. Are you then morally reprehensible for stealing that sandwich? I don't think you are, because I think mm -hmm. what you're doing is saving your life in that moment at a very minimal cost to somebody else, to a company, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't kill somebody I, I my morals would say i wouldn't murder somebody but if somebody was mm. over one of my children and i had a knife in my hand i would take it to them so so morality isn't this black and white list of you know thou shall not or, or i won't do this or this is immoral that's immoral I, I think morality is doesn't come from religion it comes from society it comes from you know morals change what we thought was moral a hundred years ago, be that slavery, be that in the UK, the death penalty, you know, we decided as a society that the death, the state should not be taking people's lives no matter what they've done. But a hundred years ago, it was still moral to hang people. So this idea of morality being something that's prescribed, I can't sit with because it, it, it would imply that my morals are inferior because they're not written down in a book that was written by goat herders 2,000 years ago that we can't verify as being real. And I guess it almost, by saying, by saying that a religious morality is, I don't want to use the word superior, but is, but is better or, or gives a clearer guidance, I think presupposes that religion is correct and that all religion is correct because there are different morals in different religions so to say that one person's religious morality is equal to another person's religious morality even in the same religion you know there are about 3,000 different sects of Christianity it, it for me it's it's a it's a, a non um it just doesn't exist as a concept. I think your morals come from who you are, how you're brought up. And yes, what you believe may play into that. But I'm sure in a crisis, as I say, people that will go around saying we should never steal, we should never do this, that if they were in a position where their life depended on it, they would do something that in normal circumstances they would see as immoral. And I think stealing is immoral, but I can make a moral case for stealing in certain circumstances. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfectly. But I think the question I've got is to do with um, like our Western culture as we have it today has a sort of acceptance that there's a form of religious morality that exists that is 
I won't say universal because I, like you said, they all come from different places, but everyone knows that if you're a Christian, you've this morality. And if you're Muslim, you've got that morality. They come with a morality. And if you come at it from a non-religious perspective, you, you, it isn't easy for the population to then look at you and go, I can put you into this box because I know and I understand that all people who are blah are therefore mor- morally blah. I agree, right. I, I, and, I, and I see what you're saying. And I it's understand. disparate. I, it's I, a disparate... Yeah. I, I think where, where I still struggle with it is that... And I understand why people look and go, oh, he's, you know, he's a good Christian man. If you put me morally up against Donald Trump, him proclaiming to be a Christian, and maybe he is, it's not for me to say what his faith is, but him proclaiming to be a Christian and claiming to live by all of those evangelical morals, it's it's almost like actually not choosing somebody because of their morals, it's choosing somebody because of their label, which goes back to a couple of episodes ago when we had a conversation about labels in, in the Q&A. But I, I don't think his morals are... If we're talking about morals, I'm more a Christian than Donald Trump is, you know, if if, if people want to go down that, that route. I, I know, I, I'm really surprised that Pence can even be in the same room with the man. But but And Pence is a very religious man. You know, yes. Donald Trump you can make an argument for. Pence is a very religious man. He is somebody who does make decisions based on his religion. It's why he isn't a, fa- a, a friend of the LGBT community, for example. It's because of his religious beliefs and his, his indoctrination nation but but again you know I, I i understand that that there is this thing of you have to be you have to profess to be a christian but i don't think i think we almost have to separate morality or people should separate somebody's personal morality away from their religion because somebody proclaiming to be religious doesn't make them a good person Hitler I know, but it's said a, it's he was religious. Kind of, he wasn't it's an necessarily. Assumption. That's why he can get away with it because it all of these evangelicals yeah. are going. As long as he's saying he's mouthing the words that he's got a Bible in his hand, then they don't care because they can hang their hat there, which absolves them of any guilt from all of the dastardly deeds that he's done, which they obviously know about, which are no, clearly I, immoral. I, I absolutely agree, and I think that. I think it would be interesting for somebody in public life in the States more than the UK, but in the UK as well, to however they want to label it, put themselves forward as somebody who doesn't have religion, who isn't religious. I know, I think Jess Phillips, it's one of the reasons I liked Jess Phillips, actually, is because she was, um, so, and I know people have, <laughs> you know, she has some, some parts that you kind of, a bit kooky, but but she was um, an atheist, or she, she is an atheist, I, I believe. And it's something that didn't kind of follow her around, but it's something that if she was asked, she was honest about. I think Layla Moran, who is going for the um, Lib Dem leadership, I believe she is. Um, she isn't religious. Again, I won't put a label on wow. her because I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure she's That's not religious. So um, and I, and again, I think she's been quite open that you know she people have religion. That's fine, I, and I have no problem. I have problems with religion. I have no problem with people having faith. Um, but again, I yeah, I I think people. Donald Trump is the example that should make even evangelicals sit forward and go, okay, just because he says he's religious doesn't make him moral. And that morality and religion, you may get your morals from religion, but morals and religion are two separate things. You could have morals without being religious. That argument is along the lines of, well, Donald Trump doesn't measure up to the Christian morality. Mm. But when you're talking about an atheist candidate, there isn't a sort of recognised universal morality for atheist candidates. So does everybody go, I understand that atheist candidate doesn't um, murder, doesn't steal, doesn't um, deceive, doesn't lie. You know, do you know what I mean? There isn't one of those. There isn't like the book of atheist morals anywhere that anyone can refer to and go, We've all universally as atheists, like you said, with the religion, with the religion, there's 20 million different types of religion. 
and probably 20 million different atheist thinkers and how do they share their you know one hopes that they have those sort of core beliefs but I wish there was a way to it'd be interesting to see if those candidates actually do exist and I'm sure there's more than two maybe that's something I need to look more into um, just to track them and see how they get on in terms of them their answering questions and where their where their morality comes from and things like that because I'm sure that would cause a grey area in the democratic process yeah I, I think what I what I would add in into it in the sense of separating morality from religion is that there will be people evangelicals in America who won't vote for Joe Biden because he's a Catholic so not even that he's not religious he believes in the same god as them he believes in the same jesus he believes in the resurrection he believes in the virgin mary he believes in all of the the kind of fundamental tenets a heaven a hell it, if if he if he's a, a full catholic if you like but he believes in all of the same tenets of faith as they do but because he's a catholic because he's not the right flavour of Christian, they won't vote for him. Which, which I think takes away a little bit from the argument that, that again, that people will vote because they go, okay, well, he's religious, so he has a moral framework. Because yes, he does, but unless it's their specific Maybe brand of religion. Maybe there's a hierarchy of like voting decisions where you go, right, we'd like you all to have the same the same um, religious moral moral set, so we're going to vote for you or you, and then one of you is um, religious but isn't Christian of the same school, so we can't vote for you. Mm. You know, maybe it sort of goes, and then if you're an atheist, we definitely can't vote for you because you don't have any morals, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, I wonder how many people, or how important religion is to people. We hear a lot about it, and I think there is a strong evangelical base in America. So if you can get that whole block movement, it counts for a lot of votes. But I wonder, among general population in the U.S., how far down the list of things religious belief is. And I, I say that not knowing. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, people put it in their top three. I wouldn't be surprised if most people put it in their, you know, bottom 20. I I, I because I generally don't know. I have a perception, but I don't necessarily know. Because a lot of the Americans that I know, and I realise we kind of gravitate towards people that think like us and, and things like that. If it was a decent person without religion or an absolute arsehole with religion, would probably go for a decent person without religion. Because the religion is almost uh, a non. Trump. But that's that's my point. They would rather go for a, a decent atheist than a Donald Trump. But they chose. They a, did, but but that's why I ask. An how asshole many, with how religion. Many them, how many of them did that based on religion? Because how many people spoke about Hillary Clinton's religious beliefs? The evangelicals, and it always comes back to um, to abortion, mostly. Because again, if if you were basing, if you were honestly basing your vote on somebody's religious morality, not even worried about what he's going to do, you just have to look at his history to say that he's not, he doesn't follow the same religious moral code as as somebody who professes to be a uh, born again evangelical. So it's not even. It's it's why I think if people are honest, and it's difficult to 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 get that but i i think people vote for the person they think is going to be best for them mm. and they they will they will throw religion and everything else into it to justify that decision or to you know pretend there's more of an argument than just this person you know he may be horrible but you know i i don't like mexicans and, you know, or I don't like people that don't look like me. And he's the racist candidate. So do you know what? If he wants to call himself born again and religious, that's fine. I'll go with that. His, mm. his, his you know, um, his constant lying to 
partners to to wives to business people you know the fact that he's been bankrupt three times but we'll call him a great businessman the fact that he has so many immoral working practices we can we can as long as he calls himself religious then we'll say you know he's like us and as long as he says he's against abortion even if he does nothing about it other than not pushing back against some of the laws but If people are being honest, even for evangelicals, how much is religion behind voting for Donald Trump? I think it's something, it's a veneer that they can put there to hide all of their other reasons for voting for him, which maybe aren't as pleasant. Mm. So I guess my thoughts are going round again to the basis of philosophy behind you know, a person's thinking. And if you don't believe in religion and you don't believe in heaven and hell and you but you are a moral person but you don't believe in heaven and hell and then you have to vote for a candidate who is kind of um christian or whatever religion because they represent some of the other uh, policies that you do want to have in power but then I st I'm struggling with the fact that you're voting for somebody who believes in something that you think is utter BS. And that's what I'm struggling with because, you know, like we're, we're quite we're quite able to have, um, you know, I might struggle with articulating what I want to say, but I like to be able to challenge my thought process down to the core, you know. And if I find that there's a sort of a snag on the way, I'm interested to know, where my thinking comes from how can i justify that decision that moral decision and it does come down to moral decisions ultimately so absolutely I th we're going around in circles a bit and it no, is I, I it is a bit like going around in circles with these subjects because they're so vast i um, guess i guess no matter where your morals come from whether they come from a book or whether they come from um how you feel what kind of world do you want to live in? You base your morals on that. I think there's a lot of crossover, you know, the, with a lot of people's morals, no matter where they get them from. There, you know, there are the 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 general idea of not killing somebody is in most religions, and in well, a lot of people that are. For... But but unless just yeah, but but in, in you know we can go to extremes in any religion. Mm where people will find something written in a, in a passage somewhere that justifies anything they want to do. That's partly why, you know, the idea that, mor that religion has a moral code struggles with me because there's so many contradictions that you can, yes. you can choose your morals first and then find the passages that, that, that stick up for that. Um, so I guess I, 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 for me personally, and I, I know what you mean about being unrepresented, but there could be somebody who is atheist but who I struggle with on some of their, their their morals and some of the ways that they believe the world should look. You can be atheist and be a racist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no... Mm. and That's why I guess I, 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 I feel strongly about separating morality. And I, I know not everybody does this, and I realise that's why it's hard, but that's why I feel strongly about about separating morality from religion. Because I don't think religion has a monopoly on morality. In the same way, I don't think atheists has a monopoly on good things. You know, I don't yeah, think. I, I think being one thing doesn't automatically mean. It's, I guess it's so. Going back to our Q and A, I think it was, and I was speaking about labels. One of the reasons I don't like labels and why I don't introduce myself, even in a conversation about equality, I won't come out and say, "Hi, I'm a feminist." Because people hear feminist and they, they have all of the preconceptions of what they think a feminist is. And I guess Sorry, it's the same way. There are lots of people that when they hear the word atheist, they go, ah, you're atheist. Therefore, you don't have any morals. Therefore, you don't, you know, all of these things. And it's bullshit. I have morals. I, I you know, my my children don't have faith. That's not something I've kind of pushed on them. It's something we've spoken about because they do get religious education at school. Mm. Um. But they're not bad kids, you know. They're not going around bullying other children and doing all these awful things. So, yeah. so I think it's. I think people use people who are fundamental fundamentalists in any religion will 
will have their own personal morals and will make that fit, make the religion fit, or, or will very rarely, you know, the fact that nobody who claims to be evangelical will say, yes, well, okay, slavery is okay, because that's what it says in the Bible, and it tells you how to own a slave, and it says that if you beat a slave, um, then as long as they don't die within the first couple of days, then you're, you're not held accountable for uh, any death after that. You know, this is what the Bible says. Now, a lot of people won't know that, even if they're religious, yes. because that would involve reading it. And you yeah. tend to find that I know a lot of, excuse me, a lot of atheists that have come from religious backgrounds. And when you say to them, what is it that, that turned you into an atheist? And they say, I read the Bible. Yes. <laughs> That's because they realize you know amongst other things but one of the things you realize is as you read certain passages you go oh actually i i don't know if that sits sits right with me the story of noah's ark we sell it as a children's story but essentially mm -hmm. god got a bit pissed off with a few people and killed every living being children man woman <laughs> unborn children apart from a few people on a boat who mm -hmm. then had to interbreed to make the human species again Okay, if that's your morals, fine, but that's not, you know, I, I'm digressing a little bit, but yeah, but I fundamentally to, just think that religion, um, religion doesn't have a monopoly on morals. Well, and I'm happy I, to accept that. I think more people need to understand that and, and need yes. to, it, it, it's almost an indoctrination and a war that's been won by organised religion that says, well, you know, if you if you don't have our if you don't have our doctrine, then you're not, you know, yes, I, you can't I be a good person. When, when I was um, sort of struggling a little bit with the fact that I wasn't religious and therefore I didn't have a, quote, moral scripture to turn to, mm. um, I, at the, at the same time that happened, I was at university and I was exploring all the different religions and I came across the um, Dharma, which is the, like the Eastern Buddhist, um, some yogic practice, had the Dharma practice, which is like a the moral law. Yeah. And so it, it covers all of this usual not killing, not, not stealing, not lying, all the right actions, da da da. And I looked at it and I thought, yeah, that's, that's all of those things I can get. I really can live a lot, live according to those those tenets meaningful to me they're in a nice list it didn't mean I took on the whole kit and caboodle of that belief system although I did go quite deep into it um I took away this this dharma law and um and then when I met my husband he had been into the dharma at the same time and happened to have the same moral thing and I knew boom straight away there was a match because we had you know Yes, we can both understand those two little list of things, basic things, you know, fundamental things. But what's and and I love that story, and I think to to a point, it almost proves my point that you went and looked at that list. If it had said it's okay to steal, you wouldn't have gone. Oh, okay, then I'll go. You had your morals already, mm. and then you saw them written down. Yeah. And as you say, I didn't take all of them. Yeah. So you took the ones that you already believed in. So it is nice yeah. to have that list and, I guess, have that validation of our morals. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But you wouldn't, without that, you wouldn't have, or in the time that you were looking, you weren't going out doing whatever you wanted, oh, stealing, no. beating people. Do you know what I mean? You had your morals yes. there already. You had your but moral code. But I didn't code. have you had... a convenient list that, you know, like when I met my husband and he had exactly the same list, it was easy to go, there's a match there. Exactly. But but that would have even it without that list. It's a communication tool. Yeah, and it, again, I guess it's it's a quick it's a quick reference guide in that first thing. But yes. I think if you'd have met your husband and neither of you have had that, the chances still are you still would have loved pillaging. each other. Exactly. So <laughs> so and and again, you no know, raping. you're saying it says do not lie, but if you had to lie to save somebody's life. You probably would lie, so it's it's not an absolute morality. It's not yes, a you know absolutely. full stop. So, but you know, when you meet somebody and you you've got all the little uh, tick boxes, and you're going, mm, yes, mm, you're quite interesting. Mm, 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 mm. I I like you, and I want to know whether I can spend my time with you, but I need to know 
some basic core beliefs of yours. And then if they just come back to you and say, well, I'm an atheist without, because obviously Dharma comes from a spiritual practice, which mm -hmm. at the time I was much more involved with the possibility of spiritual practice, but now I've moved more away, more into not spiritual practice, I suppose. So yeah. uh, Johnny always says to me, used to be a Buddhist. <laughs> and he says it with like, used to be nice. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I say, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> married to you for 25 years. <laughs> so, um, um, yes, it was, it was um, an easy way for me to say, Yes, I like you. You you work hard. You 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 smell nice. You talk nice, and you're solvent almost. And um, also, you have this this belief system which I totally get. I think I can yeah. trust you with my life, you know. And it was a quick reference point for me. And I, all I think is that we're in the democratic process. It'd be interesting to follow if you say there are some candidates who are atheists already in Parliament. I'll be very interested to go and look them up. And also you mentioned the humanist, because mm -hmm. I think they have probably got candidates. I don't think they would ever get a seat in Parliament. But I know they're non-believers in, in a deity type of thing aren't they? So I don't know anything else about it. I've been to humanism. Humanism, yeah, it's, it's not so much a political party, so it's not not really that they would put anybody up for parliament. I, I, I imagine there are human people that are in parliament that would call themselves humanists. Humanists right. is just a... It's, it's a, a movement for social good and for... Um, Almost what I'm saying, of you know, of you can be moral without having this code written down, and and I don't think humanism has a moral code as such. So is it's that just... non-theist movement, non-theistic movement. Yeah, it it's yeah a non-theist movement, I would say, and you know, I, I think what keeps a lot of people in religion is the idea of community, and when people leave a organised religion, they lose a lot of that community. And so humanism or humanists can help people with that as well. You know, when they go, do you know what? I, I enjoy ha having community, but my community has shunned me, which which does happen so often. Mm. So um, it's an interesting topic and it goes on and it goes round and round and round often, I find. And it will go on in for eternity, the question about morality and where it comes from. But because in my head, I have no stuff about religion so it's very difficult for me to argue with a religious person because I can't quote the bible you know I just don't believe in anything existing outside of and honestly, what we can I don't, see and what we can measure in science I don't think you have to be able to quote the bible because most religious people can't quote most of the bible they can quote the important phrase or the, or the quran or, or the torah they can quote the 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 go-to phrases but not necessarily, as I say, the the, the evil stories that I, that I talk about that are in certainly in in the uh, in the Old Testament. But to argue on the point of the Bible is to argue with somebody who believes Harry Potter is real because of what it says in the Harry Potter books, and to mm -hmm. give credence to to say, well, no, yeah, but in the Bible it says this, is to presume that therefore the Bible has any relevance to certainly to my life the bible has no relevance to my life what's or my, my thinking or anything else whatsoever it has none so to have to argue with somebody you know when somebody says oh no but the reason why there's a god is because in the bible it says this is like me saying well no the reason there's a harry potter is because in the harry potter books it says this it it's that doesn't make it right it's just you know quoting Quoting the thing itself to prove the thing itself isn't evidence. Mm. That's so. Yeah. So I, I tend to keep away from arguments of the Bible, and I know there are many. You know, I, I'm not saying that that what it, that everything that's written down in the name of religion is bad. It's not. Thou shalt not kill. If that's what you need to stop you killing, that's fine. I, I remember mm. somebody. Um, I can't remember who said it. It may have been. No, I think I heard it was Hitchens, Christopher Hitchens, but he was quoting somebody else who said that somebody had said to them, you know, without religion, what stops you killing and raping as much as you like? 
and he says i do kill and rape as much as i like i don't want to kill and rape you know it's it's not the Bi- <laughs> it's not the bible that stops me doing that it's i don't do that and i don't have religion the bibles are relevant to whether i do those things yeah i just one last story that i watched on documentary which which i think this is where sometimes religion in politics may scare me a bit more is I was watching a documentary series about Death Row on Netflix, uh, on uh, BBC iPlayer, sorry. And every episode is speaking from a different perspective. So it may be speaking from the victim of the original crime. It may be speaking from the family of the person who's being executed. It may be the lawyers, it, you know, all, all these different people. And there was one guy who was um, convicted of killing a police officer. Essentially, he... He steered his car to avoid some um, spike strips designed to take out your tyres, and he hit the police officer. So he wasn't aiming for the police officer, but in avoiding arrest, he hit the police officer, killed him, and was given the death sentence. And this guy was like, do you know what? I just want to die now. I don't want to put my family through years of me being... You know, he he suffered, apparently, in childhood with a lot of depression and, and everything else. So... So he was very much, I want to die. It was almost like state suicide, you know, but he had been befriended by a evangelical Christian group who helps inmates on death row. And he was refusing to have any sort of appeal. And you can appeal over and over and over again. But he's like, no, I just want to get it done. And something, one of the, one of the um, evangelical befrienders, I'm not sure the official title said that really, even thinking about it now, saddens me i think is that the day before the execution they spoke to her after they came out after she came out and spoke to him and she said he doesn't want to appeal and it's okay for him because he gets to die and go to a better place but he leaves us all here he leaves us all on this earth and he leaves his friends and family but it's okay for him because he'll be in heaven And that that upsets me that somebody's worldview is life on this earth isn't worth living. Mm. As far as she was concerned, it was better to die than it was to stay mm. on earth. But then she was also saying in that moral class, she, she wasn't happy for the fact that he'd be in heaven. That, that, I guess, confused me a little bit, because if that's what she truly believes, then be happy for him. He's going to he's going to a better place to sit next to the Lord and, and everything else that she proclaims. Why was that? Because he had absolved, been absolved because, of all his guilt? Well, yeah, because the minute you the, the minute you um, you give your life to Christ or, you know, oh. every version of Christianity gives its own thing in Catholicism is about confession and repentance and in you know for more evangelical versions of religion it's about just uh, being born again and accepting accepting God into your heart um, and because he had accepted God into his heart then that means that he will be forgiven and go to heaven which again is, is the other you can be the worst person in the world but you will be guaranteed to go into heaven as long as you repent or Guess you know accept God in your heart but I'm going to hell in their world because I don't you know I can be as good as I want I can be as good a human as I want but if I don't believe in a God his way of loving everybody is to send those who don't worship him to hell so mm. again just to throw that bit of religious morality mm. out there mm. but but yeah it upsets me that there are people maybe making decisions that that feel like they're biding their time on this earth and that what they do on this earth has little consequence and that this is just the waiting room for somewhere better and it upsets me because you know what i want her to live her life i want her to live the best life she can and enjoy herself and do you not know go out and make mistakes it's okay and and you know find where where your happiness is because I, I it's not for me to judge whether she's happy or not but I find it hard to believe there's happiness in thinking that this bit's just just a waiting room for something amazing afterwards. Mm. And as somebody who doesn't believe that there's something afterwards, I kind of think it's such a waste. 
And it's selfish. If I'm honest, it's selfish, saying he's okay. It's all right for him because he's going to die. But what about us that are left? It's that one it's line, really. I it's don't know if you noticed. Up. Yeah, but that one line really it kind of upset me, and it made me a bit angry as well. If I'm honest, yeah. because well, that's so what religious in indoctrination has done to it? her. Yeah, it's what it's, it's so done to her as well. She's the victim of that in, in my eyes, and yeah, I don't want to victimize anybody, but she's the victim of that indoctrination. She yeah, lives her life yes. because that's what she's been told to believe. Because you know, you don't just. Very few people just pick up a Bible or pick up a Quran or pick up the Torah or pick up any religious text and mm. suddenly become religious. It's something that um, is hereditary. Yeah, well, I remember when I went to Sunday school when I was a little kid and I went in there and they started talking about heaven and hell. And I was like, I can't do deal with this. Sorry. Even at that age, I was like, nope, this is way too complicated. And I didn't hear it before this, and I don't accept it, and I don't want to know about it. There's nothing here that attracts me to get involved in this way of thinking, even <laughs> at that age, that I reject everything to do with this stupid idea that you can tell a little innocent child that there's a hell. It's like, whoops, And sorry. it's a threat. If you're not, if you don't do the right thing, I guess that's again where some of the difference comes. I do the right thing because I want to do the right thing by other people and by by my family and friends, and other people who I don't know in the world. You know, I want to do the right thing by them. I want to cause as, as as little harm and as much good as I can, and that's the reason why I want to do it. When you when you base your morals on a threat of hell or a threat of bad things happening to you, is that the right reason? to do things do you get some do you get better out of, out of a child if you say right do you know what tidy up your room because if you can tidy up your room and make it look nice this is going to be you know this uh then we can go and do this and you know you'll feel good and it'll make my life easier and it's nicer for everyone if you can get them into the habit of doing things because it's the right thing to do or if you say to a child right go and tidy your room and if you don't i am going to slap your ass so hard yes they'll still do the room but the motivation mm. isn't the right motivation is it no and I think that's what hell is, heaven and hell, mm. the idea of if you don't do things exactly as as is prescribed, then mm. uh, then I'm sorry. But, you know, that's what I say. You, know, you can be the worst person in the world and go to heaven, and yet you can be the best person in the world and still go to hell. Yeah. Shove your religious morals up your ass as far as I'm yes. concerned. <laughs> well, I think what would be nice is if I had a... You know, in a way, a religion is a sort of a convenience because you can hang all your hats on that iconic figure. And it, for me, if I had the convenience of an iconic figure where I could go, oh, yes, um, let's call him Bob, is Bob represents everything that I think is right. Everything that he says is right. Everything that he does is right. And I he's my worshipful master and he's never uttered anything or done anything that I feel uncomfortable with so I'm going to say that he is now my my guiding light and and he's my religion and then if Bob did something one day that I felt uncomfortable with I would be very upset by that because I would see it as a chink in this glorific argument of my of my belief system in Bob Bob has proved to me that he's the one and the only and I'm now going to follow him but if he did something that I thought was like stepped outside of that, I would definitely question and I would say, no, I'm sorry, that behaviour doesn't fit with my paradigm. I can no longer worship you anymore. But what happens with religion is they, they see, they read this stuff in the Bible that is like, um, you know, he, he killed all these people or he got um, Abraham to kill his son or whatever. And he did all these um plagues and but that's all right because that was a moral story that was an allegory that was you're not getting it because you don't have a soul and you can't understand it and you're not hearing it from the word of God and you don't have the you know you're not um you don't have the Holy Spirit and all of that it's like that's way too complicated that's way too complicated I'm sorry I'm sorry I just can't get any of that stuff you know either he's acting right or he's not acting right 
and there's, there's, so there's two things from all of that. Number one is uh, it, it's one of the things that annoys me about religion the most. If a baby falls from a balcony and everyone catches it, it's praise be to God. God, you know, look, God helped, God saved that baby. If they don't catch it and it dies, God works in mysterious ways. I know why would God take a baby, but God works in mysterious ways, and we we it's it's not for us to know the the what why God does the reasoning of God. It's not for us to know that. It's just to accept it. So it is that exact thing. If it goes right, he gets the credit and the praise. If it goes wrong, well, you know, that's that's our fault. We did something wrong, or he works in mysterious ways, and there'll be a reason. And, and at least that little baby's up in heaven now, you know? That that mm. baby's up in heaven next to Jesus, and, and we're not. Mm. And the other thing, because I think it is important, and I know you, you're kind of setting up a, an analogy, a, a, a hypothetical, but, but the idea of looking for a bob. And actually, there is somebody in the world that thinks like you, that, that does share your morals, that does live their life the way that you think it should be lived and that's you and that's the point because we can find you can find bob let's say you found your bob and you've got this bob that does everything and this bob didn't do anything that you disagreed with well for anybody else in the world to think of bob in the same way that you think means that none of us are different because there are things there is so much that me and you agree on but there will be things that me and you disagree on. We were speaking before we started recording, <laughs> jokingly, because my, my kids are away. And, and we were joking in both of our lives that, you know, we share all of these beautiful moments with the people we love, yet trying to get them to stack the dishes when they finished eating. <laughs> you yeah. know, Now, life would be boring if they did do that all the time and we didn't have to keep yeah. up. You know, it's... There is no one, and I guess that's why I say about the, the idea of, a, to, to kind of almost, almost go right back to the beginning, the idea of a moral standards. We are all different. We all think different. We all have different experiences on this earth. And and we should, and that's what that's what often will make us good people, because we all suffer at some point, and we know what it feels like to suffer, and we're, we're empathetic and sympathetic beings. We understand what pain feels like. So, uh, yes, there are, you know, people that will go out and cause harm for others and not have that. But on the whole, moral, decent people have empathy and sympathy and know what it's like to experience life on this earth as a human being in a society. And so I, I guess <laughs> to take the religious element of that, you know, in Christianity, it says don't do unto others what you would not have done to yourself. I guess that's that I don't get that moral from the Bible, but I believe it's a true statement. You know, don't do things to other people that you wouldn't do to yourself. But the yeah, the I, I just think that. Yeah, for, for me, the idea of looking for looking for answers, I, looking for. I guess yeah. the idea of Bob is that um it's a shorthand, a simplification. It's something, if my tribe all believe in Bob, we all know where we're at. And I'm not that person because I don't join into tribes and I don't want to go along with everybody else. And I don't need to have that to hang my hat on, I suppose. But I think with religion, it's very easy for you join the club, everybody's in the club, but then you know, you listen to them and they very seldom really agree with each other or even understand what the other one is saying or where they got their story or their facts from or or, or anything. So even in the club, there's all this confusion. And, and that's it. And even to take your example of, and I, my apologies, I forgot what you said it was called, Dala Dharma. It's called Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A. Dharma, my apologies. Dharma practice. So practice even with Dharma. that, you said that, you know, when you met, your husband you said ah you believe in this too great so i know where you are but but he may have believed in all of it and you say that you saw some of it and there's some bits that you didn't take from it so even in that that, that having that word that list still potentially you could have differed very much it's only when you actually start to speak to each other and you understand and you get to know the person mm. that you really mm. know I guess, yeah, it, even in that example. Yeah, that, that was a turning that still point for maybe... me because it was a sort of, a, again, it was like a sh I could not take the the 
conventional moral moral code i was looking for something else and mm. i was flailing around a bit with not being able to articulate it and when i came across that i felt comfortable with it mm. i didn't feel uncomfortable with 100% of it but that was for me i was safe there and and he had come at it from a different angle a different school actually a completely different school of thought but the same core beliefs they could over play each other mm. so um yeah i think at the time it was just filling for me a void that i had not been able to quite articulate and it was a shorthand for me and as he said i don't refer to it very often because i certainly don't practice anything like that anymore but it's i would still fall back on those basic tenets of um you know yeah. I suppose they could come from anywhere. You're not going to hurt anyone. You're not going to steal. You're not going to lie. You're not going to cheat and those things. So at the end of this this discussion today, I think we have... Uh, <laughs> um, so I so think to answer we... the question, do I feel <laughs> underrepresented? No, not really, but I do cringe <laughs> when I hear the word God in political uh, things. Yes, so what was yes. the next... What's question number two? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll look out for the two that you said are atheists. I'm very interested to track them down. Uh, yeah, I'm sure... And... Say, don't quote me on it, but I'm sure Leila Moran is and... Um, I can't remember Phillips. who the other person Jess Phillips, Jess Phillips. I'm, I'm sure she um, yeah. identifies as atheist. Yeah, but I atheist, don't think there's going to be anybody standing up anytime. So there is a party that isn't about atheism, but it's called the Animal Protection Party, APP. Yeah. And they do run for parliament. They do have candidates. And uh, in lots of ways, I identify very strongly with all of their their um, belief system so we were a little bit more philosophical today than political we didn't discuss what's left of the left but I think these things all feed into our knowledge of who we are and why we are the way we are and it does inform our decisions our political decisions as you say so I think it's yes, it's all it's so all relevant that's us for today then so we'll uh, close now and um, we will hopefully get a chance to do another one again soon but thank you very much for talking to me today always a thank you it's always a pleasure to to spend this time appreciate it yes cool and thanks for listening Bye bye